big fucking birds what that was <laughs> holy moly yeah all right so uh the kids are heading back to school this uh, i guess this month I, I think a lot of people all all across the country it's like probably varying like different weeks or whatever mm-hmm. but my thought was like we need to um educate these kids like On? what they what they need to do the first day, just like roll up to the biggest dude, punch him in the face. Punch him. I right knew in the you face. were going there. I love this. Uh, like, okay. Is this like prison? Is that what this is? That, well, it might be prison rules, but okay. shit, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the new kid, right? Have you seen that one? Uh, no, I haven't. But I hate that because I was always like the biggest kid, uh, and I would not want to be punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did see John sh- shot me an article earlier this week uh, talking about. Uh, there was a Texas barbecue restaurant uh, that got $3,000 worth of their brisket stolen. Mm. Have you heard about this? I, 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 think, I think I saw something on this. But yeah, so yeah. this is in Austin, La Barbecue. Oh, it was La Barbecue. I didn't even realize. I didn't even read the, the thing. I just well, sent it, it to you. It kind of it fucked me up a little bit because of the stupid stock photo that they posted. Oh, it looked bad. It was like some shitty-ass like, dry brisket. <laughs> it was gray color. I'm like, some yeah. poor... like. What would you call them? Editor or some poor, like, intern? Yeah, picks his probably his own brisket. It's like because they don't want to pay like photo stock or whoever to get a picture of a nice looking brisket. It looked horrible. I was like, shit. If I was that thief, I'd probably bring that shit back, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, open it up and go, oh man, that's, that's uh, so I can't I, eat that. I thought it was a barbecue pit they stole. No, no it was a brisket. Uh, yeah, it was like three thousand dollars worth of brisket, and I made a little joke and a little uh, little thing talking about what was that like three briskets or three, whatever. Three Dude, or that's exactly yeah. what Rich O'Toole said when he posted it. No, oh, no they, shit. They stole three briskets. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Today's inflation. Carry the one. Yeah. Uh, broke. Yeah. Did that, they actually? Did they steal cooked briskets or were they they were they raw? I, it mentioned in the article that the thief, whoever this thief was, was pretty strong because the box that the briskets were in, I assumed, uh, no, they were they were trimmed, they were seasoned. Uh, the estimated worth of these briskets were three thousand dollars, and that was labor, materials, time, and all this stuff like that put in there. Mm. But this thief, A little insurance fraud, picked this box of ten joking. briskets, which I yeah. mean, do the math on how much it just. Like nothing, just over his shoulders, boom, well, booked it. 200, 200 pounds. Yeah. Yep. I could do it. Yeah. I mean, I can't do so. So who can't? Right. Yeah. All I mean, of us, obviously. Obviously, everybody's a suspect. Yeah, right. <laughs> By the way, these briskets are delicious. <laughs> Aaron Franklin. <laughs> Dude, wouldn't that be some shit? They, if they're like, what was that, what was that movie? Uh, uh, house party, right? He gets in trouble. He goes, hey, don't get in trouble, man. The guy had the, like the he had the Jerry curl, right? He goes, mm-hmm. no, don't get in trouble because you just don't commit a crime. Basically, he's like, right. follow the, I'll just follow the drip, follow all, the, drip. All the way back to your the guy had the Jerry curl, Jerry curl juice or whatever, <laughs> right? So, flash forward, all that somebody had a little leak in the uh, tin foil, right, or the other paper, butcher paper, and it leaked out. All, so he's, they, just, they follow it back, and it's Aaron Franklin's barbecue, <laughs> and they're like, what? He's like. So like the big mastermind. I don't know. I see it. I wow. see it. Wow. Dude, hey. Sorry, come, Aaron. Coming to theaters in 2023. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Went way down that road. Right. Hey, whatever. Uh, I also made a note. Uh, I don't know if you realize, and Jan, yeah. maybe you do, and Alex is going to join us shortly. We, we may get a guest, guest appearance with Matt, but John has a, a um, addiction with eating in bed. 
in bed. Like, in bed. Like, it's not an addiction. This is. I, it's. It's a habit, maybe. Yeah. Once, twice, I'm like, okay, but then it's like three, four. It's like every photo, I'm like, John, are you in bed eating? And you're like, why do you immediately go to your bedroom to eat? Right. What happened to you? I have kid? four kids. Is that prison right. rules? Are you to just get trying to hoard your yeah. food? Like, no, this is mine. Uh, it may be a little bit of that. Uh, also, yeah, it's a safe space, right? Honestly, it's, it's a couple of things. One is I want to watch TV when I'm eating my lunch. Right. And my daughter always has something on in the living room. Control. So she I'll has control. I'll just go in my room. It's fine. Yeah. Also, I'm a flight attendant. Like, I eat in bed all the time. Right. If I'm at work and I'm, you know, once I get to the hotel, I'm not going to eat at the desk. That's just weird. Yeah. I'm going to eat in bed like a normal no, human. No, no, Look, right. hotels are fine to eat on the bed with. Yeah, I don't give a shit about it. I throw pizza on the ceiling in a freaking hotel, okay? <laughs> I don't give a shit. But what I'm saying is, in your own bed, <clears throat> there's a few acceptable things to eat. Is a foot-long uh, sandwich one of them? 100%. Okay, it then is I'm good. perfectly acceptable. However, ice cream, perfect, right? Yeah, it's good. It's in a bowl. It's, it's in a bowl. It's contained. Like, I, I don't like for somebody to bring chips. Mm, I hate that. Ooh. That's not happening, right? Maybe, maybe that should have been a topic like what foods don't you eat in bed. We'll yeah. save that one. We can we can bring yeah. that in. Okay. That's a good nope. one. Number like one that. list. I'll just go wings. You're probably not eating wings in bed, right, bro? I've ate, I've ate, I've <laughs> bone ate in. I've ate bone in wings in bed, bro. Yeah. Okay, this is funny, and I'm not sure if yeah. I'm supposed to share this, but I got I go to get in bed, and I hear sissy and and my wife talking because I just got home from my my trip to the Reno or whatnot, and. uh and she's like, just stop it. I clean the sheets. I just, I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, I just had nice clean sheets. So you have fresh sheets when you get home. My wife, I'm like, oh, okay. And then like, you know, an hour later I go to climb in bed and I notice that there's like orange stains on the sheets, like all over the place, like a lot of orange stains, mm. like orange. I'm like, what the hell were you doing in here? I'm like, what is this? She's like, when she just starts laughing, I'm like, did you like get a spray tan or something? She's like, no, no, no. I was like, what did you spill? Was macaroni and cheese? She's like. It was raviolis. Raviolis everywhere. <laughs> she literally dumped a, a tray, a, a plate of raviolis, and I don't know if she rolled around in it after that right. or what, but it was everywhere. Sissy did. No, my wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> Freaking right. chef boy RD, dude. dude. What the f- uh, Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. All right, guys. So we got a, a wonderful interview planned for you guys. So we got Richard Fergula from Fergalicious Barbecue coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, but I, I did want to ask Jan just a, a quick question because last episode, maybe two episodes ago, we got into hole-in-the-wall places, your unexpected Mexican or your unexpected like hamburger joints or whatever. I, I noticed you, you, on our, our Frio trip on the way back home, you, you stopped at a restaurant uh, that looked very authentic. It did. It was. It was very authentic. <laughs> and the little note that I made is like uh, Jan finding out that not all hole in the wall slash authentic looking Mexican food restaurants are good. No, dude. <laughs> it was. Uh, well, so I opened the door and it was like freaking packed. I was like, dude, this is gonna be so good, so so good. And I sat down, and uh, like nothing happened. And then. Uh, we had a few more people show up. Uh, our daughter and her friends showed up. Um, and still, we waited. And, like, I guess about 20 minutes into it, somebody somebody comes over and was like, and they always gave you a look. And here's the deal. I could have I left, okay? But every time the lady came by, she gave me the look like she was coming over. And then I would look up, like, okay, great. And, like, I'm telling hey, get ready, get your order ready. And I look back, and she's not there anymore. She's gone, right? It's a little Houdini shit. Well, it kept happening. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm about to stand up, and she's like, okay, let me get your drink order real quick. I'm like, son of a bitch. I, I just want to eat something really fast and, 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 and get on the road. And, uh, yeah, I mean, man, dude, it was like, I don't know, like an hour later, the food came out. It's so like an hour and 20 minutes I've been there. The food comes out. I didn't even realize they had chips and salsa till five minutes before they brought the food to us. They brought us chips and salsa as like a joke or something. I was just like, I looked at her <laughs> and I'm like, y'all have chips and salsa this entire time. Right. I could have been, I, I would have ate this, left you a hundred bucks and walked out anyways at that point, you know? Right. Uh, but, but the fact that, and I don't, I don't know what that was. It was so super weird. And we, I mean, everybody's devouring the chips and the salsa and then our food comes out. When I say it was an hour after we ordered our drinks, bro, it was an hour. Mm. How was the food? It was horrible. It was the most disgusting thing. I was like, dude, this is not good. I, I'm not even sure how you're... It was burnt. Burnt, burnt, burnt. Burnt Mexican food? Yeah. I'm burnt, not sure if I've ever uh, even heard of that. So I, I ordered uh, fajitas. Uh, it, it came on a plate, which is fine, on, on the same plate that has all your vegetables, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. It wasn't a sizzling platter. So yeah, it's right. It wasn't. Oh, but it's fine. It, it doesn't have to be. It's fine. Everything was cooked together. I like that. But it was just so overcooked that it was just like eating... Uh, a charred uh, piece of meat. It was like eating charred beef jerky. Is that a, is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds horrible. It, it sounds horrible. You know what? It you get, was, you it, get the burn-in fajitas? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> it, whatever. I ate it. Uh, I tried to eat it, and then I was like, look, we got to pay out. We got to get out of here. I'm, and, and, and I don't know. A whole bunch yeah. of things happened in this damn restaurant. The lights didn't work in the bathrooms, so everybody would take your phones and go, go to the bathrooms, <laughs> oh, right? You know what I mean? It's just a whole lot of things didn't really work. Uh, you can't win them all. Yeah. No, you can't. No, you can't. No. No. The equivalent, uh, and I'm trying to picture in my mind, the equivalent of getting the chips and salsa minutes yeah. before you get your entree is like getting an appetizer or a like yeah. a salad. Yeah. And then as soon as they bring it to you, like a minute later, like, here's your entree. It's like when Enjoy. they bring out your steak dinner and your dessert at the same time. Dude, if they would have brought chips and salsa out the first, like, 15 minutes, I'd probably be like, oh, it's no big deal. Let's just wait. It's casual. No big deal. I'm eating. and We're talking. That probably would have been a lot better. But when it came out, it had been 40-something minutes mm. after ordering. I was like, oh, my God. This is now. Now you have chips and salsa. Did you get townied? I didn't even ask for it. She just brought it out. That was the other crazy thing. Did you get townied? I don't know, man. I was like super you're an nice outsider. The time. Like you're. She, she walked oh, by. Is that us. a thing? Hey, yeah, maybe it could be. Fuck her then. But she did walk by, and she was like, she goes, uh, she goes, miss me, bitch, like really loud. Like when I say loud, like at a, I don't know. Uh, let's say 85 is normal talking. <laughs> so she's like at least 130, right? Or everybody heard it. So. But she was standing right behind our table, and uh, she she was talking to us and said that at the same time, but looked over at somebody else, and we thought she was saying it to us, and we're like, yeah, we did, we want like we want our food, you know, like, and she but the whole time she was talking to somebody, whatever. It was just super weird. That is weird. Yeah. Hey, but Sounds eight like of us, five, five of us ate, and it was like. I don't know, like forty bucks. Or <laughs> That's pretty good. I can't really. Were you at a Taco Bell? <laughs> no, it wasn't a sit-down restaurant, bro. No. Hey, what you're not going to miss, yeah, is the interview we have coming up with Fergalicious Barbecue. But before we go into the interview, we got a quick few minutes. We got to pay the bills, guys. So here's a quick little message from our sponsors. Hot off the grill barbecue news coming at you. 
And the first thing up is uh, the MBBQA. They're doing a fundraiser. A couple of their, their members, and these are youngins. Uh, it's JC, Barbecue Bugsy Blurton, and Caden Blake. Uh, and I don't know. They, they look like they're probably about 10 years old. They're both dealing with some stuff medical-wise. Yeah, huge, huge barbecuers themselves, and they, they compete. Uh, and it looks like they're 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 having a fundraiser for them, the guys, to raise a little money. Yeah, and they're doing, they've got like six different ways you can win this thing, uh, and it's all through the MBBQA, and everything's going to help them out. So we'll put a link in our in our description and on our website as well, so you guys go check that out uh, and try to help these kids out because that's yeah, the best you, thing to do. You win some cool ass prizes. I think they were giving a giving away a Rectech grill, Myron mix, and a bunch of rubs, seasonings, all that stuff, like ten bucks. Yeah, definitely want to get in on this. The more tickets you buy, the better the prices is on the tickets, too. So, uh, The next one is Plowboy's Barbecue. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Uh, they were one of the first rubs that I remember seeing when I got into barbecue. Their rubs and sauces are all over the place. Oh, yeah. They have two or three restaurants, and they are actually all shutting down. They just posted something about it mid-August. These places are all shutting down, but they're still going to keep selling their rubs and sauces. Uh, I'll have a link to their little story about that on the website as well. We got uh, Rod Gray is the new CEO of KCBS, so that's kind of new news. Yeah, and I'll put a link to that story in there for us as well. The last big news that I'm super excited about is the MBBQA 2023 conference has just been announced, and that's going to be uh, February 15th through the 18th, and it's going to be down in Orlando, Florida. So that should be pretty pretty badass. We are definitely going to make a trip to that one. and. We are. uh yeah, if you're not a member, be a member, get a discount. Also, they're going to have some discounts on some hotel rooms, and those are limited. So if you're interested, get on their website now, mbbqa.com or whatever it is. There'll be a link. And um, get your tickets. That's it. That's what I got. Dude, that's awesome. Hey, guys, we got Richard Fergalo with Fergalicious Barbecue here um, with Grabbing the Brisket Show. Hey, Richard, hey, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to shoot a little shit with us. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, definitely. Uh, I, I see Jan over there motioning. Uh, I am motioning. Uh, bro, listen, this is a uh, barbecue and beer podcast, so if you hear the pops topping on our end, feel free to join in. You know. <laughs> well, I just uh, got just got done eating dinner, and we spent the day at the amusement park, so I oh, I, I think I've already had enough beers oh. for the day. <laughs> bro, you got to be exhausted. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Well, thanks for uh, sticking it out for us. I was just going to say, we met you up there in Fargo, and you made like the best first impression. When we walked into that bar, I don't know, I think Jan remembers, like, we weren't two feet in, and you came marching up to us, and I was like, either this guy wants like, to fight us yeah, either quick, wants to kick or, our ass, oh. I said something <laughs> stupid on TikTok, and he's ready to punch me, or this is a barbecue <laughs> brother, and he's like, and you just came up, dude, I love your shirt, how's it going? And it was, it was great. I was, I was stoked. Well, yeah, because I, like I told you, I have the same shirt, um, that uh and actually you know you guys are in texas my buddy uh my buddy brian crawford over at lone star barbecue pro shop there in Helotes, he has a shirt just like that for sale in his shop and it has his lone star barbecue shop uh, logo on the back and i was like i gotta have that so uh, when you were walking by i thought it was that same shirt but it was your guys's shirt with the same thing on the front so yeah i, I, I just love barbecue shirts i love barbecue people so it was it, it was the it was the latter i didn't want to fight yet no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was glad. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, because I was a little nervous walking into that place anyway. So it was like, oh, nice. Yeah. 
No, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, t- to be honest, that was our that's our first trip to go and, and be part of something like that. Is that something that you've done before, Richard? Um, I have not done that particular event, um, but I mean, I've done stuff like that. I've done a lot of stuff like that. So um, that's right. That's right in my that's my wheelhouse right there. So and it it was also very helpful that my wife is from there. So um, I know a lot of those places uh, in that area. Um, Sheol, some other uh, butcher shops and some other stores there that carry my my rubs. And I've done barbecue classes in Fargo, actually at the Shields Home and Hardware. I've done a class there. I've done one at a butcher shop there. So I'm just really familiar with the area. So I was pretty. I felt pretty comfortable there. So Dude, yeah, that uh, you've been hanging out with him, right? That Home and Hardware store. That is an awesome store. It is a it is a legit hardware store. I mean, I we I did a full KCBS competition class there. Uh, probably four or five years ago and we had our trailer out front, but I mean, their barbecue section is legit. And, uh, that little cafe area right there in the middle, that's where we taught the class. And, uh, I mean, they carry, they carry a lot of stuff. I mean, they got Yoders and, um, a hella, hella, uh, big rub and, um, sauce and injection section. And I mean, you, you don't, you don't expect that when you walk in there and you get in there and you see what everything they got and you're like, dang, man, this is freaking legit. Oh, yeah. well, think about this it's it's fargo's a population of one hundred and twenty five thousand people and then you just like for us it was like the major city we, from leaving minneapolis to getting in north dakota that's the first city you really get to right and to have that yeah. type of section i was blown away i was like oh my goodness for me it was those webers up on the wall about like 40 different webers from like 1950 uh-huh. on it's crazy yeah. yeah i think the whole yeah. town well, barbecues yeah. Well, you got to remember too. Fargo is a is a huge college town too. They got a Division One university there, and um, that's actually where my wife and I met because I was a I was a wrestling a wrestling coach for eighteen years. And um, the very first year I got to coach Team Kansas at the Cadet Junior National Tournament, which is at the Fargo Dome there, um, that's when I met her in nineteen ninety nine. And uh, so yeah, I mean I've been going to Fargo since since then. Um, so just very familiar with that area. And there's lots of bars and. You know, you can play blackjack in almost every bar you walk into. And, but yeah, you know, they, and, and, you know, with barbecue, it's kind of big because they only have so many months out of the year where it's actually warm. Um, and then the rest, it's freezing ass cold. So, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta get your grill on when you can get your grill on. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We get, we got introduced to, uh, the pounders. That was something that we've never heard that terminology before, uh, referencing like 16 ounce beers. That was something new to us, uh, uh, and quite, really? uh, yeah, it, it definitely. And John, ever since these guys have gotten back from Fargo, that's all they reference is just, "Hey, you want a pounder? You want a pounder?" I'm like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, we love. I it. I can't believe they don't have those in Texas, man. I mean, I I usually have pounders of Miller Lite in my Yeti at every contest I go to. No, no, no. They so they have pounders. They, so, so so we have we, we, we have the 16 ounce pints. We call them pints. Well, we call them pints. We don't call them pounders. And so we were eating at a Johnny Carino's or something, and the, and the, and the waitress comes over, and she goes, uh, you, uh, you want a pounder? And I just looked up and said, yeah, sounds good. It's a beer. I'll drink oh, it. It's like a type also, of beer. what the hell's a pounder? Right. And then she goes, you're no. Talk, you're talking about a draft. You're talking about a draft beer. Yeah. 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 Like on tap. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were talking about like the actual cans, like the 16 ounce. Yeah, right. that's that's what I refer to as a pounder. I didn't realize they they referred to those. I guess I've never paid attention in the bars there where they say that. So. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it it, it, th- it threw us off, and I was like, then we came down. And it was like, hey, you know, because because down here we don't 
like the word pounder is not anything we would actually even like. I'm we, you yeah. don't hear it. It's like pounder. I barely know her. Right. No. Or or, or quarter pounder. Right. <laughs> quarter pounder. Or quarter oh, pounder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what do you, you know? So I, for we're in Texas. We just don't. I, I just don't. I mean, South Texas. So you just don't hear that type of terminology. And once I figured it was a sixteen ounce, sixteen ounces is a pound. That's why they call that. And and I was just like, oh my god, this is what they are. It's genius. Is I'm gonna call. Is. I'm not calling it a pint. I'm calling it a pounder. Yeah. Do it. It sounds way cooler. It does. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so you want to get uh, let's get into the the backstory. Let's get how into did you the origins? Yeah, let's like, hear how did I, this start? I love origin stories. Um, so I'll tell you, I I I was a high school special education teacher for twenty one years, um, and I was a high school and college wrestling coach for eighteen of those years. Um, and I won a national championship as a college wrestling coach uh, in 2006. Um, I don't know how many national champions, uh, all Americans, state champions uh, that I that I that I coached in my day. Um, I actually got to help coach the 2004 Olympic team um, as well. And uh, so, wrestling education was a very big part of my life um, for a very long time. And I mean, I've got. I've got uh, two master's degrees, one in health and physical education, one in educational administration. I've got my district licensure in educational administration, which means I could be a superintendent if I want. And I even got half of my doctorate in uh, educational administration, and now I don't use any of that shit. So um, (laughs) I I did that for a long time, and I I loved it. Um, And then I think I just I got to a point where – you know, administrators uh, were younger than me and had never taught special education, but yet they were telling me how to teach my kids. And I just struggled with that. And, um, you know, parenting was becoming a different thing than when I first started teaching in the 90s. And uh, I just struggled with that. <clears throat> and I was already barbecuing when I was teaching. So, I mean, I started I started actual barbecuing in 2012. That's when Fergalicious was actually created. Um and I was actually where I live here in Gardner. We live right next to our son's high school. So literally I could walk out my front door right now, walk about 10 feet and I'm on campus. Um, but I taught there for three years. And when I, and I left there because I got my first administrative job in a nearby district and all of my colleagues, all my uh, friends there got me a KCBS CBJ class. Um, they paid for me to go to the CBJ class. Uh, here in Kansas City, become a certified judge, and so I did it, and I did it with a buddy of mine, and uh, became a KCBS judge, and uh, went and judged our first contest in Cameron, Missouri. I'll never forget it, and uh, was completely blown away by the experience. I was just like, this might be the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life, because um, I actually retired from coaching in 2012, and then I kind of just sat around the house for a while, and I had nothing competitively to challenge me, and I found this, and so we went and judged about four or five uh, contests, and then one day we were driving down the road here where we live, and there was a, an empty restaurant, and our son was six years old at the time, and he saw him, he just out of nowhere says, hey, Daddy, you, you should buy that place and call it Fergalicious Barbecue, and my wife and I looked at each other like, first of all, how does our six-year-old know what Fergalicious is, <laughs> um, you know, because, and the song had already been out, but there's, our six-year-old's not listening to, you know, listening to Fergie, um, and I just like, that's our name. You know, I mean, my last name is Fergola. And so it fit just right. And uh, 
we did our first contest in October of 2012 and, and been hooked forever. So, um, and then fast forward to four and a half years ago, after my 21st year of teaching, I just decided that it was time for me to do something new and, uh, walked away from teaching. Um, and, uh, we opened up KC Grilling Company. There was a, a gentleman that owned an Ace Hardware and wanted to make it into a barbecue uh, store. And uh, they originally, the original pitch was they wanted it to be part store and part for a delicious barbecue restaurant. And I've just never, I've just never wanted any part of doing the restaurant business. And uh, so we just pitched to him, um, let's make the whole place a barbecue store and you can hire me to run it and uh, be the face of the, of the brand. And that's how KC Grilling Company got started. And here back in April, after four and a half years of doing that, I just decided it was time to branch off and do my own thing and, and do Fergalicious full time. So, and now I'm talking to you guys. Dude, <laughs> wow. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And in between all that, and in between all that, we were, uh, I was on Barbecue Pitmasters in 2014. Um, and that obviously uh, kind of lit a fire uh, for our brand. And then um, three years after that, I was on Food Network on Shop Grill Masters. Um, and that just continued to pour gasoline on the barbecue fire. And, and then just recently here, we were just on a show that's actually still airing, uh, barbecue USA. Um, and that was probably <clears throat> out of the three shows I've done. Um, two of them were on food network. This barbecue USA show was probably the best one I've ever done. It's, it was, it, we were in our element. It wasn't really a game show. It was just a, you know, it was kind of documentary style, if you will, into what KCBS competition barbecue is all about. And I, yeah. I absolutely love the show. I think they've done a fantastic job with it. Every episode has been fantastic. We got one left, um, Memphis in May and, and we were at that one as well. So you might see us on that episode as well. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, we, me and John were watching the rerun, uh, earlier today. And, uh, it, it's a show that John put us on. He's like, Hey, you got to check this out. This, this show barbecue USA is like really good. And so I, I started watching, I was like, Holy crap! I'm just binging the shit out of this, uh, but it reminded me of like the uh, the very beginning, like Pitmaster. Oh, Pitmasters. Yeah. Right. Yep. I, yep. Like, I love this shit out of that because you got to get inside the pit with all these cookers, and you got to, it was real. And then they yes. they switch over the format where it was the competition between just like three whatever. But uh, I was like, man, I was super stoked and excited. And uh, dude, uh, I I love the episode that you're on, uh, and I love the episode. Yeah, it was really good, and and I'll tell you what really made this show even better than that first season of Pitmasters is Michael Simon. So he he has a couple barbecue joints himself, and uh, he understands barbecue, and so I think he made it very relatable, and he communicated very well with all uh, all of us, and we became friends, you know, pretty pretty quickly as we're filming the show, and he just he just knew how to talk about it, and that that's what made I think that's he really he really helps connect the audience with us and brings people into our trailers and and into our smokers and can really see that that inside that inside look if you will of kcbs competition barbecue see and uh, you know, being a person that is really big into barbecue watching barbecue competing um probably close to 20 years now i've been competing in south texas in this area uh i i love uh everything you've said so far i mean it's almost like a storybook kind of deal but and and, and the way you laid it out there is is I, I, we get you're giving us like a, a synopsis of, of, of you know a broad picture of, of, of kind of how you got started and whatever else but uh obviously we know you we've 
you've struggled here you've you know the hours of, of putting in the work and, and it, it doesn't come easy but um can you talk about a little bit about trying to get on a show or getting picked to be on a show or something coming up to you going hey do you want to try this out or how, how, how did that work out for you yeah uh for sure um yeah and just to exaggerate on the it's not an easy thing to do this this barbecue game it's not you know with developing your own rubs and teaching classes and all that stuff which i'm sure we'll talk about but as far as the shows go um you know the first the first time um we auditioned for pit masters my wife and i tried to do it and we never got a call back and then my teammate at the time um we filmed a video right here in my garage and uh with with my phone and edited it and i edited it on my computer and we submitted it and um you know you play this waiting game and then on i think it was new year's eve day i was like preparing food for our party that night for new year's eve and my phone rang and i saw i saw a new york city phone number and i i couldn't answer the phone because i had uh meat hands i was preparing meatballs actually and so i went to voicemail and and my wife was taking a nap because she had a headache and we were having guests over that night and and i listened to the voicemail and it was the the casting director saying you know we we would like for you to be uh, um a participant on on the tv show barbecue pitmasters and uh so after i got up off the floor um (laughs) after freaking out i was like oh my god we're gonna be on pitmasters and we called the guy back and he you know hey you're gonna film in january in tampa florida and this and that and you know we were just really still wet behind the ears then you know we were just kind of getting things going we were like only two years into even cooking barbecue at a competition level so you know a lot of things had to happen like you had to learn really fast um and that was a huge learning experience and then you know after you're on that first show you're kind of you're kind of out there you know and and these people at these networks kind of know that and they kind of have this especially barbecue is not a it's not a ginormous pool of people i mean there's there's a lot of people out there but um you know they kind of they kind of watch people on social media and all that and then when chopped came along um, I just shot a video in my classroom at my at my school where I was a teacher and uh, did a bunch of interviews with them. And I was actually standing in line at Walmart when they called and said, hey, we're going to have you come to Queens, New York and be on shops. And I was like, holy shit, you know, and um, that was that was probably the most crazy experience because you're, you're under a time limit and uh, it's a huge, huge production. Mm. Um and after that show, actually, literally one week after that show premiered, um, they called me again and asked me if I wanted to be on another season of Chop. And our dates just didn't work out um, right, and so I couldn't I couldn't do that one. Um, and then you know, there there guys grocery games is called and and asked about me being on because they thought I had a restaurant. I said, oh, I don't have a restaurant. And they're like, okay, so we we probably need to look for somebody else. And I think I've probably interviewed and auditioned for probably at least six or seven other shows. Um, and then barbecue USA came this way and, and Mar- Marcy and I attacked it, uh, together as a team since this is what we do full time. And, um, I think we, we, we went through five interviews, um, with them. Uh, one of them was me standing at an airport on our way to Vegas. One of them was in our hotel room in Vegas. Um, another interview was in a hotel here in Kansas city. Um, and then a couple of them were here in our kitchen. <laughs> so you just never know, um, you know, where you're going to be doing all this stuff. And, and there's a lot of hurry up and wait, you know, and, and, uh, you really have to sell yourself. So sometimes, you know, you're, you're, uh, showing them character and, and those kind of, you know, the goofy side of yourself. 
um, because they, they want what's going to, you know, what's going to make people watch the show. So yeah. I, I do, I, I do. We, we actually filmed that. We filmed the second episode for barbecue USA, but they ended up making ours the premiere. And I think, I think we just had such a great cast of characters on our, on our episode. Um, and that obviously played out really well by Joe getting GC and us getting our GC. Right. Um, so they were really able to play that story out really well. And, and, uh, they made that the premiere and I think it caught everybody's attention. And I think they're getting a lot of, I think they're getting a lot of viewers out of it right now. Oh, for sure. For sure. And you mentioned the, you guys are doing this full time now. That's freaking amazing. That's everybody's goal, right? Uh, but you're doing the competitions. You said you're doing some teaching too. You want to tell us a little bit about how your classes are going? Yeah. So when I left, uh, when I left Casey Drilling Company back in April, it kind of, it was kind of like a, uh, uh, you know, an opening, if you will, like freedom to go to, to move about the country wherever I want. And so, um, a lot, I had a lot of phone calls and, and scheduled some classes. So since then I've been, um, I've been to, I've been to Florida. I've been to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, I've been to Minnesota. Um, I've got one scheduled in Utah. Uh, and like this last week, my whole week and a half, I was, I was in, I was in Florida and South Dakota doing classes and I've taught classes in the Netherlands. Um, I think I'm, I think I've taught somewhere around, you know, 75, 80 classes since 2015 and, uh, whether it's backyard or competition classes. And so, and just more to come, you know, being a former teacher, is just what I love to do. And I love teaching barbecue and I love spreading the word of barbecue and getting more people involved. And, and when they go to a contest and they hear their name called, you know, that's, you know, you, you want to hope that you made an impact on them and, and help them do that. So, um, and I think the more people that do that, the more people are going to want to get involved in, in competition barbecue and we can always grow those numbers. So. Absolutely. I think you, uh, you've been doing some with, uh, our friend Sonny Moody too. How's that going? Yeah. So we've got her and I have a, we actually had a class scheduled, um, at the store I was at previously and it just didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't work out. So we, we canceled that one and we moved it to a different location and date. And so her and I have a class scheduled next month in Layton, Utah at uh, Pitmaster Supply Company. So um, we're really trying to amp up the PR on that right now and, and get that going. We're actually going to do two classes there. Uh, Friday, uh, her and I are going to do a competition level class where she's going to do full her full SDA stake profile that won her a world championship. And I'm going to do my full KCBS brisket um, profile um, that has helped me win a world championship as well. So, and then on Saturday, we're just going to get, we're going to take everybody to the backyard and do some appetizers, some entrees, some sides and some desserts on the, on the smoker. So hopefully we can get some, some buzz for that class and her and I can go out there and kill that. It's actually the week before the Royal. So, um, you know, I just try to make my life a little bit more chaotic as much as I can. So right. of course, Dude, like, how do you just have keep the, piling it on? Yeah. The time here, like, you, like we're ready to like. <laughs> 5 a.m. wake up you're like nope it's a full day no when i say full it's 16 hours let's go uh, sounds amazing it, 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 it is crazy i mean that that's what my last week was like i mean i literally um i literally went from you know fr from florida um and then i went and saw my sister and her husband in colorado so i flew from florida to colorado and then i flew back home and then, um, and then the next day, my wife and I are in our car driving to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to do a class with Travis Duffy um, mm -hmm. at, a, at a barbecue store there that sells our products. And um, so this week is my birthday week, and so I'm not. I'm just taking the whole weekend off. Um, I turned 50 this Sunday, so I'm. Uh, 
I'm like, I, I even contemplated cooking this weekend. And I was like, you know what? No, nope, <laughs> just stick to your guns. Don't go cook. And, uh, and then next week we, we head to Wyoming and we're going to cook a con and then we're back on the trail. We're in Wyoming the next week. We're doing a rolling double the next week. Um, Labor day. And then we have our home contest. Then we go to Utah or no, then we're going to Florida. Then we go to Utah. Then we got the Royal. Um, and then we've got a contest that we're starting right down the road here. And then we go to the Jack because we finally got our freaking bung drawn. And uh, and then from the Jack, we go to the Royal Oak Invitational in Atlanta. And then we come home and we do um, a contest here in Kansas City. And that ends the toy season. And then we got the World Championship after that. So, Man, it, it, it just keeps going on and on. And uh, just to re- reiterate just a little bit earlier, we're talking about the, the, the community of barbecue and how it is uh, a family. Uh, one thing that I, I kind of <coughs> saw on the the Barbecue USA show, uh, you guys were passing out shots. And not, not only yourselves, but other people, but you're passing out <laughs> shots like at 9 in the morning, uh, which I'm first of all, I was like, these are my people right here. Like, come on. But second, I'm like, what was in that shot? What was it? So we actually do a shot at 9:22. Um, on the show, we did it at nine because one of the other teams they were filming, who's uh, friends of ours, um, they also do a 9:22. So if we're ever at a like a double, like we'll take one day and they'll take the other day. But this was a single, and I said that's fine. You guys can do the 9:22. We'll just do ours at nine. Um, and I do them every contest we go to, but uh, we call it Fergalade, and it's um, it's Jim Beam Fire, and it's Big Red Soda 50-50. Um, so we pre-mix it, and we've got it in a bottle, and we just pour those out. We do it at 9-22. We wish everybody good luck. I walk around after that and try to high-five everybody, and everybody goes right back to their business. So um, it's my most favorite time at, at barbecue contests because, you know, to watch everybody gather right there. Um it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It it doesn't last very long, um, but no. for those brief moments, you know, you're everybody's on the same team. Everybody's saying good luck to each other. We get to have a little shot, and that's kind of when I start. That's when I start my. Uh, I, I I don't drink a lot of the contests, but that kind of kicks things off for me. And then it's beer thirty, and and uh, then I get in my in my you know go zone. No, I that's uh, dude, that's. That's freaking awesome. We, we we actually used to do the same thing uh, when we were cooking. Um, uh, we 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 were on a team. Uh, it was a chasing more smoke team, and at eleven o two during the cookoffs, no matter what was going on, uh, we would all do uh, kind of like a, a just a, a toast. Uh, it, like nobody tried to really drink uh, in the mornings or whatever else. Uh, but at that at that time, you know, to take a toast, it was always eleven o two for us. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's yeah. that's badass. Usually it was like Jack Fire or uh, it was uh, Fireball. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fireball for us. Well, we used to be we used to be sponsored by Fireball when we first started doing it, um, and so we would always do fire straight Fireball, and then we started mixing the Fireball with the Big Red, and then Fireball kind of went away, and then I made some great relationships with some friends at Jim Beam, and. Um, and so they, they, they are great people. They've supported us really well. And so we switched over to Jim Beam Fire. And I actually kind of like it. I, well, not actually. I do like it better. It's a little smoother. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, there's 707 beers. There's, uh, as you saw on the show, we had two other teams that were doing shots. 
Oh yeah. Um, and when you get to a contest where all those teams are the same contest, there's a lot of shots involved. So like <laughs> when you watch that, when you watch our show and I'm talking to Michael and I, and I had just turned in chicken and I got that pan of chicken, I was actually bringing over the ones we didn't turn in to give to him and to the camera guys. So when you're watching me on there, I've already had my 922 shots, beers, <laughs> the other people's shots. And so I'm sitting there talking to, to Michael and I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing hard right. in, that, in that shot. Right. <laughs> Hence the fact my hand hits the pan and knocks the chicken on the ground. I, was gonna I, say, saw, the chicken, way, I yeah. saw the chicken on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. You're that's like, no more shots. So no. You're just ducking. You're We're just done. like, uh, <laughs> no, I actually got to go to the bathroom right now. Right, so right. Yeah, yeah. The old Chevy Chase scene where he throws it out the window, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, you know, I... Dude, I, I I'm not gonna lie, man. I mean, like, you're very smart, uh, and 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 not only have you had a career in 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 the the academic side, the education side, uh, but also um, in, in barbecue. Uh, if there was one question, or if there was like one thing you would tell somebody, like trying to get into, you know, the competition side or trying to get on a network or or whatever uh like what would you or trying to cook your like uh super awesome secret like brisket recipe what is that recipe like oh do you have that out available is that (laughs) that, um i'm gonna tell you to answer that first question you gotta have you gotta have work ethic man i mean you know uh, unfortunately and you guys will know this i mean some people in this world think that stuff like that's just going to come to you and it's just not reality um, you, you have to, you know, in all seriousness, you have to really work your ass off and you got to sacrifice a lot. And I'll be the first one to, to say it in the beginning of Fergalicious, I sacrificed a lot. I mean, money was coming out of our own pockets to pay for meat and, and do these things and get, get the first rub made. And, um, you know, you're, you're away from home and, you know, that can cause, that can cause a lot of issues, you know, I mean, just, you know, with your wife, you know, and your family, cause That's you're right. like, you're spending money, you're spending money. And you're, you're banking on, you know, what's my ultimate goal here five or six years down the road is to, to build a brand that's world, world, worldwide known, you know, and, yep. and, uh, you know, you just have to trust in the process and trust in your hard work. And, and then you just have to, and just when you think you worked hard enough, you got to push, push past that point and go even further. And that's what I mean by that is you gotta, you gotta cook. I mean, people that come to my classes that, that asked me that very question. You just asked me, I'm like, you need to get out there and you need to cook your ass off. Not, not two or three contests a year. That's not going to get you anywhere. That's going to be, um, you know, I want to go have fun. I'm going to hang out with my family and friends and that's completely fine. That's completely fine. But if you want to take it to the, another level, you got to cook, 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 cook. I mean, I've cooked over 150 contests and I feel like I haven't even cooked enough yet. I mean, there's guys like, uh, Brad and Joe and Tim and these guys that have cooked, you know, uh, 300 plus contests. So I'm like half of what they've cooked. Um, but you know, you just, you gotta hit the road. You gotta, you gotta travel, you know, so you're spending, you're spending money, you're spending money, you're spending money a lot. Um, and again, it goes back to what's your goal. You know, if your goal is just to do a couple contests a year, do that. Um, if your goal is to be one of the best pit bashers in the world, then all this other stuff I'm saying, you gotta, you gotta hit it hard and you gotta learn, um, whether you go take classes, if you take classes, that's definitely going to shorten that learning curve and you're probably not going to spend quite, you know, some people complain about the cost of these comp classes. And I'm like, think about how much money you're going to spend going to contests, trying to reach that goal. Whereas you drop it one time on a class and now you go to a contest and you win that money back. You know what I mean? It's, uh, 
um, just those kind of things, you know, and just always trying to get better and get better and, and hone your craft, um, and figure out those flavor profiles and learning how to cook good barbecue. And that's, um, cause this whole game is all about tenderness. So if you, you can have all the great flavor profiles and rubs and sauces in the world, but if you don't know how to, if you don't know what, uh, tender is, feels like, then you're always going to be like, uh, like a, like a guy in a, in a room with the lights off, trying to find out where you're going. Yep. So, you know, I mean, that's, uh, and, and, you know, a class can help turn the lights on a little bit and help you find that, um, that tenderness note because, and I even say it on our show, you know, that I get two shout outs on our, on our episode from two guys that have taken my class. And, um, you know, I even say on the show, I go, I can teach everybody my profiles. I can teach everybody my timelines, but you have to be able to go out there and execute it like I do. And that's, that's the hard part is getting to a contest and being stress-free, being consistent, understanding your routine, understanding your timeline, knowing what comes next and just be relaxed so that you can do what you do best. And that's cook. And if you, if you can put yourself in that type of environment at a contest, nine times out of 10, you're going to be consistent every weekend when you go to a contest and, and hopefully you're getting consistent results. 100%, man. Yeah. 100%. I, I feel like uh, I can just run through a brick wall, wall just listen to Richard right now. Like I, like, yeah, this guy's a up, motiva- right? motivational speaker like all over. And I'm like, shoot. Let's do this. Yes. Yes. Let's do this. You touched a little bit on uh, uh, rubs and sauces. I know you have a lineup going. Uh, we'd love to hear a little bit about your uh, your rub lineup. Yeah, yeah. So we've got rubs. Uh, we have six. Um, the uh, first one came out in 2015. It's our original rub. Um and that's pretty much an all-purpose rub. You can use it on whatever you want. Um, literally anything you want, it's, it's, it's that good. Um, and then uh, we followed that up with our sweet, with our sweet love. It's, a, it's our competition blend. So we use that on our competition ribs, our competition pork, our competition chicken. Um, it really does shine on, on chicken and pork. Um, not that it can't be used on other things, uh, but those two proteins, it kills it. Uh, then we have our red hot love, which is a honey habanero. And it's a really sweet front with a with a nice pop on the back. So sometimes we'll use that as a uh, like a we'll run it through a spice grinder and use it as a finishing vest on our competition ribs. Um, I love putting it on pizza. I love um, just anything you want to amp up, um, you know. And, and you know, chicken wings make it spicy. Um, it's perfect for that. And then uh, we have our SPG, which is salt, pepper, garlic, and butter um, with some citrus notes. Uh, this rub. I mean, I, I feel like it's one of the best SPGs out there. Um, we use it on our competition brisket. We use it on our competition ribs and our competition pork. Um, it just has these notes that just come together and bring all the other notes in one harmonious uh, bomb in your mouth. And, and uh, it's fantastic on steaks, um, really anything beef. It's really good. But it, again, it's an all-purpose rub that you can use on just about anything. Uh, then we got our American pie. It's an apple cherry. Uh, there's a lot of apple rubs out there. There's a lot of cherry rubs out there, but this is an apple cherry. So it's like sweet, sweet, savory. Um, so it's got some saltiness. We've used it on grilled watermelon. Um, we've used it on our competition chicken. It's fantastic on chicken wings. Um, again, it, it, it shines on pork. Um, it just really has this nice blend of those, those two flavors, the apple and cherry, and then hits you with a little bit of salt on the back end. And then the most recent uh, member to the to the rub family is our is our smoke show. Um, it is a butter pecan rub, and uh, we have been using this as 
early as the world championships last year but this was before the rub even hit the market i was using it in my last like six competitions of the 21 season and uh obviously it, it won a world championship for us um but we use it on our we use it on our ribs and our pork um it's great on uh turkey breasts um that it has fantastic color but that butter pecan note when you open up the bottle it smells like a candy shop and then you get that that pecan smoke which obviously just pairs really well with a lot of things so um that's our six rubs um i think in 23 we're we're currently working on a couple sauces because of the company that does our rubs um uh bought out head country so they now have their sauce plant um so we're going to try to try to move into some sauces uh in 23 and then who knows what else we got coming dude i love it yeah and i'll have to say like the first one of the first ever barbecue rubs that I when I when I started getting into competition barbecue was the the love rub the original love rub the original the original yeah I, I remember the uh, the like I guess it's the cartoon uh, characters that were on the bottle uh, yeah the first the first labels we ever did yeah correct yeah uh, fantastic products and and all the listeners uh, everybody that's joining in please go check out. Uh, I think it's FergaliciousBarbecue.com. Check out those rubs. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, but they're probably they're in they're in stores sold worldwide. Um, we're probably in 450 to 500 stores in the United States and probably a dozen different countries. So nice. um, it's right it's on, out right. there. You can order them online. Um, we're getting ready to open up our website to have a little bit more uh, availability through just directly through us. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty readily available uh, probably anywhere in, in your town. Hey, uh, so, so, so one of the things that we ask everyone, and, um, and and to be honest with you, we want to hear like we don't want to hear like some wimpy little uh, barbecue fail. But we usually ask everybody, hey, what's what's a barbecue fail that you've had uh, that stands out to you that you want to share with the listeners? Because um, uh, one of the things that we, we feel like that we want to know that uh, you know when people are failing, you're also saying, hey, what you did wrong, and we're all learning you're from learning. that, right? So. Yeah, if you could. Well, yeah, I got one for you, and it just happened this season too. Let's so, do it. the 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 most <laughs> the reason why this makes this a really bad fail is that I've done it just recently, and and it kind of will tell you that it could even happen to you know the most experienced person. But we were cooking in March. Actually, it was the weekend after we filmed that show. We were in St. Roberts, Missouri. It was a double, and. Um, this is business as usual, right? You know, we turned in chicken, we turned in our ribs. The turn in's about maybe 20 seconds, 25 seconds away from our trailer, maybe 30 max. And we're doing our pork box. Um, again, business as usual. My wife's um, telling me the time. I'm looking at the clock. We're, we're putting our pork in the box. Um, and then I, I, was, I, I did something different in my pork box. I was making a, a little uh, movement, a little arrangement. And then I looked up and it said 104. And I was like, oh, sh- damn it. I said, honey, I got to go. And so I shut the box and I'm walking up the turn-ins. And uh, Aaron from Man Meat and Brad from Getting Basin are walking back. And they're like, you missed the turn-in, Ferg. And I go, I thought they were messing with me. So I went ahead and kept going. And I went up there and they said, they said, sorry, you, you're 10, second, 10 seconds late. And in my 150 comp plus comps I've done, I've never missed a turn-in ever um until that day and that was just this march and um you know that that moment right there will test your your emotions 
it will it will test everything um, because at that's that's that moment you know you're not winning the contest. That's right. Um, and you know this is a double, so this is on day one, and uh, that's a hard pill to swallow when you're that's what you go there to do, and that's the win contest. And uh, so I had to suck it up, and I turned it right around. I came back to the trailer, and uh, Marcy saw the box was still in my hand, and she was like, "Nuh-uh." And I'm like, yep, all right, we got to turn in brisket still. And so I really had to, I had really had to buckle down my emotions because I, I wanted to rip my trailer apart. Um, and, uh, because I, I couldn't believe that that just happened to us. And so it turned in brisket and I think we got, I think we got two calls on that day, but obviously, you know, finished really low because, and then I, then I'm like, okay, we're going to come back tomorrow big time. And I think, and day two, I think we finished like fifth overall. So, um, you know, it just, it, that was an epic fail, uh, on, on my part. And, uh, it, the, the thing that tests, you know, the thing that you can only do from there is how do you rebound from that? And, uh, um, that, I think that separates, you know, the mediocre pit masters from the very best. And you gotta be able to overcome those, those little bumps in the road and, and uh, that was a tough one to do, man. Um, so come back from that and then just keep keep right on humping. That's right. That's right, man. No, seriously. Like, I, look, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think this happens to, to pit masters, especially people that are, like, first getting into it. Uh, it's, it's definitely almost happened to us uh, to where we're running. And when, when I mean sprinting. Uh, we, we've got our timetables mixed up. We thought we were turning in. Yeah, there's times that we've turned in meets. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't, ready for. It wasn't even the, that that's category right. we're turning in for. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, so that tells you how just screwed up it got. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's one of those things that yeah. you, it it happens. If you're uh, cooking enough, either you you've either you've missed a turn in or you you're going to. I mean, right. it, everyone it happens right. to everyone at some point. It seems like. But uh, you got it out of the way, so good for you. Yeah, great. Don't, yeah, don't, don't yeah, ever do it again. That's kind of the way, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the way I look at it. And, right. uh, you know, it, it, yeah, and I, and I tell people that. I'm like, it will never, ever happen again. And I, you know, I kind of adjusted uh, my – it wasn't necessarily because of that missed turn in, but Fork was always one where I, I, I had it set up to where I was coming down to the wire. And I didn't like that. And my wife didn't like that pressure. And so I kind of adjusted some things, uh, the, the format of the way I start putting my pork box together. So, so now we're like, we're, we're never, we're never on the edge to finish that. So, um, and the other thing is you just gotta, you gotta know in your head what your plan is. And, um, that goes back to what I said earlier about being stress-free at a contest and just knowing your plan. And you, sometimes you have to make adjustments on the cutting board and, you know, you, you, you start peeling, you, you know, you start harvesting pork butts and you're starting to feel everything. And you're like, okay, what's, you know, what's next? And you got to know right where to go and, you know, how to, how to continue through that process and not take a lot of time doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and take a phrase out of Jan's book. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this has been one of my favorite episodes or, uh, interviews that we've done. Uh, I really enjoyed, oh. uh, talking with you. I think you're, uh, the, the, the character, the charisma, the, the, the stuff that you put out there on your uh, shows that I've seen uh, has been fantastic. And I uh, just want to say thank you. thank you for taking time out of your schedule to shoot a little uh, uh, barbecue shit with us. We definitely do appreciate it, and we hope we can get you back on one of these days. Absolutely, man. Anytime, you guys. Anytime you need anything, let me know. 
Hey, hey, real quick before you go, though, uh, go ahead and plug your social media, if you could. Oh, yes. Uh, so we are on um, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all under Fergalicious BBQ. Um, we also, our website is FergaliciousBBQ.com. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel. We don't quite do as much of that as we probably should. Uh, we're also on Snapchat and TikTok um, under Fergalicious BBQ. So you can... You want to know anything that's going on with Fergus versus Barbecue? You can check all those uh, all those socials and and be right up to date with what's happening. Appreciate that, brother. And we'll definitely have you on again. You have a good night. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take L- care, bud. Later. Uh, you too. Fergalicious death. Is that, is that what we're gonna do? Fergalicious death. I love that. Yeah, I love how his kid like named like, oh, you should have Fergalicious Barbecue. Yeah, right. he's like, hell yeah, light bulb, boom. He's <laughs> like. And that's a brand. Dude, yeah, that, that dude is inspirational. I mean, he is. Dude, you know what? Awesome interview. Great wife. Wife's pushing him. Right. Do more. Do better. Be better. She. He's pushing her. Be better. Be more. Be like they're a team. Right. They're they're, they're raising a little unit right there. Right. Uh, dude, they deserve it. Yep. And they're kicking well, ass. It's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Can I say uh, welcome into Alex? Uh, I know you you hadn't really said a few words. Uh, yeah, I got here a little late. Uh, <clears throat> out there dodging lightning at work. Lightning, it's, right? It's on the way here. Was, no, yeah, we've been. I felt like it. I was uh, Forrest rules. Gump. You know, the guy to say above. I was like, gotta get to the podcast. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> running. Right. Yeah, he's like Caddyshack. He's like on a ninth hole and just like trying to finish it up. That's eighteenth like, hole. Eighteenth hole. I'm sorry, right, my, bad, my bad. And he misses the putt. And he misses. The but putt. first of all, he got greedy. <laughs> yes. You know, so that's his. Like, I'm sorry. And he was yeah. a he was a priest. In that, Gotta in love that the movie. sports references. Yeah, Those are do, good, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, Richard Fergula with Fergalicious Barbecue. That was a great episode. Yeah. Uh, James, there's more to, episode to come though. We're not done yet. No, no, I know that. But James yeah. seemed a little more. Did you hear it in his voice? Yeah. Well, little, he's not close with richard like we are is he that what it get, is yeah, he didn't get he's to hang out with them like yeah, we did that's right maybe i was pushing so, a little too much yeah you were I was trying like jealous because y'all guys like, seemed very right. desperate oh, shit. it's fine love you love it's you fine. did y'all dab him up a little bit like with oh yeah there's yeah, 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 like yeah we have a secret handshake, handshake. Oh, another secret handshake yeah we have last week and you talked about a secret handshake yep we have one with uh heath we do have one with uh richard maybe next time you'll come with us and then you learn some maybe my time will shine Maybe I'll have a. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. Maybe we should have a beer. What do you guys think we roll under? Like, grabbing Let's a brisket. Uh, beer review. So normally, whoever brought the beer talks about the beer, but both of y'all brought the same damn beer, and it's not like you brought Bud Light. This is a beer I'd never even heard of. How does that happen? Yeah, this is a combo. So I, I didn't actually bring the beer. Uh, so uh, our friend Christian, uh, his buddy EJ went to Mexico and brought this beer back and he's like, guys, you should review this beer. So he brought us a six pack. So we, we had it uh, in the fridge queued up for the next whatever. And then Q and Alex. And then I showed up and we were at the river this past weekend and the guys next door needed uh, lighter fluid and charcoal. They're like, Hey, we'll give you this beer for it. And we're like, I mean, you don't have to. He's like, no, no, it's straight from Mexico. It's great. So they gave us a 12 pack and I brought six of them back. All right, so the, what happened uh, to the other six? Yeah. Uh, that probably got drank there. Got drank. <laughs> uh, so this is called uh, Cerveza Barrito. 
B A R R I L I T O. I'm not saying I'm saying that correctly, yeah, but it's a guy enunciated. It's Barrelito. Barrelito. I don't think I say that. Is that like just beer barrel? Yeah. I don't know. The bottle looks cool, though. But this is straight out of Mexico. This is Mex- Mexican beer. This is not yeah, sold in the United States. That's, well, I don't know if it is, but the guy told me he's like, they picked it up straight from Mexico. Oh, so maybe you can't get the United States in. But everything on here, I, I don't know. Uh, El Abuso in El Consumo de Esta. So maybe you like consuming too much alcohol. Um, yeah, I don't know. The only part I understood on here is the 3.4%, and that makes me go, what the hell? 3.4? Yeah. 3.4% alcohol? <laughs> That's what it said. Dude. It's like o- it's like Oklahoma beer. Yeah, I sent my kids to at least with three point eight with their juice in the morning to get hey, started. Hey, what are you taste, talking about? Taste it before you talk shit. It's All good. Right, let's see. It better be good. Doesn't have any alcohol in it. Again, I love this bottle. It's so weird. No, it is a very uh, cool bottle. Yeah. Um, I, I what what would you say? That it's like a a miniature champagne glass or it something. It Looks like a grenade with a with yeah a bottle top. Kind of right. Kind of sort of like a Mickey's. A little bit. An old Mickey? It's like, yeah, it's like an oval. Or a uh, red stripe, sort I of. took a picture. I'll post it. Like almost like, it's going to be like a almost uh, bowling pin. Mm-hmm. Like baby bowling pin. A miniature baseball bat. Yeah, right. right. A really stubby a really baseball stubby bat. really stubby one. Right. <clears throat> yeah. it, it says it's returnable, so should we return it? To Mexico? Dude, can you right. it? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Wow. To your part, man. Just dropping F-bombs. All right. Oh, sorry. Another a podcast. Uh, again, the, 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 the I guess you would say the Mexican style loggers or whatever. Alex's first time on a podcast. You were yeah, saying? Right. Uh, Sorry, my alarm went off. Again, so some of these Mexican style loggers all come with this foil type mm-hmm. stuff. Is it? Is that like just yeah, the a rapper. thing? Oh yeah, I immediately oh, start peeling. It's it. very European. Yeah, mine's. Mine's yeah. already coming off. It's yeah, just it's very. And I, I is love it just this. like Americans like just slap a like a sticker, sticker, on it. <laughs> right, right, sticker everything. We're like we're very uh, <laughs> like like I don't know or <laughs> something. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm gonna be shitty, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Crude? I like I like this crude. Just like yeah. just very just like. Oh, well, if I can put a sticker on it, it'd be good, right? Uh, but two of them, you know. I, I I this is a very classy bottle. This is very. I like the way this thing looks. I like the, the I don't, foil wrapped. Uh, what do you call this? I don't like the width, the girth. Oh, the, you don't of like the uh, dude. You never had a well like, small hand. So yeah. when you get used to holding something like this, you you know you know what I mean. This just feels comfortable it to just me. Feels natural. Yeah, a nice five inch diameter. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> right. Some would say I don't know. Jesus Christ. Anyways, let's go around the table here. What do you think uh, about this, Alex? Alex, you brought it. I like it. Like. And it's a lighter Mexican beer. Like, yeah, I could drink this all day. You could drink this all day long. You know why you could drink it all day 100%, long? Percent because it's, it's three point nothing percent alcohol. Yeah, but does it taste good? I like it. Like, what's your score? I'm going eight two. Eight Holy two on a fucking cerveza barrito. I'm going eight two. It's, it's tasty. Barrito. Okay, you know what? Good. Good for you, man. Yeah. What's your score? Yeah, it is Lock it is. in. Beer barrel. I think that's what it means. Yeah, yeah. somebody's got to look that up. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll jump right in there. Um, I I think if it was a little bit higher in alcohol, I'd be like, hey, this is pretty tasty. Like, I mean, yeah, beer wise, it's 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 good. It's just, you no, know, it's already tasty. Yeah, you just want to get screwed up now, right? right? Do yeah. your job. Yeah, 
I don't want to have to drink ten of these. Yeah, I came to you for a reason, right? (laughs) A six pack, I want to be like, yes. I want to feel a little buzz, right? A six pack, I don't feel like I just drink like a couple of juices. Right. Uh, I I do want to make a note that it says eighteen plus on this bottle here. Does that mean you only have to be eighteen to drink it? Yeah, in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Legal age. It's what it should be in America, by the way. If you can vote, you can drink. Well, it's in a. What was it, Germany that Paisley just went to? She went to Greece, but I think in Germany, you had to be at 15 to buy alcohol. Yeah, that's because they don't give a shit over there. <laughs> and uh, they really good beer, so kudos to them. Okay. There it is. I, I just looked it up for you. Yeah, barrelito or whatever it is, does mean barrel in English. Okay. So, so it's no. beer barrel. And it is kind of barrel shaped, uh, the bottle here. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give it a solid like uh, 6.0. This is way better than a 6.0. Hey, 7.9 all day. This beer is a 7.9. This is a tasty beer. Uh, it doesn't have the alcohol content that you want, but it has all the flavor. I mean, it's a good beer. It does I, have I, pretty I, good flavor for how low the alcohol content is. And, and the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, it's a dark glass. So if, if it was a light glass, I think you'd see, well, John doesn't know it. Uh, but if, if it had the clear glass, I think that... I, Kind of sometimes has that skunky. skunks it out, yeah, yeah, you know. But this this dark colored glass, I think it protects it a little bit too. Seven nine for me, yeah. Seven nine. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here, but no, it's, it's just okay it's, for it's me. It's your score, mm-hmm, yeah. I'm gonna. I wish we could have done a blind scoring. Um, I'm gonna go five seven. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Really? It's, uh, yeah, for me, it's definitely better than like a Corona because Corona tastes like shit. Uh, but it's it's okay. It's there goes good. that sponsor. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Corona. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, I'll just let you know. Corona doesn't speak for the rest of the Grab the Brisket crew. Uh, we can also Corona you know, doesn't. We speak can talk. <laughs> we can talk. Just let you know. Not very well. Yeah. Uh, listen, what's your score again? I don't remember. I'll go back and listen to it later. It was five something. It's 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 good. It's all right. I drink it again. Okay. We have we have twelve of them here now, so yeah. I probably will drink another one. There it is. Thank you for bringing it, Alex yeah. and James. You can't have and another EJ. one. EJ. <laughs> EJ. EJ. Hey, appreciate it. And guy from the river, appreciate it. Yep. I guess that includes the grabbing the risk of beer review. Beer review. Jane, that's not how that works. You fucked that up. I know, but I didn't really realize that. <laughs> That we're going to do the beer review. At we that always do, so yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't know yeah. that. It's fine. Just how awkward it got, you know? Oh, Just yeah. kill it. Let's get a little bit more awkward, and let's slide into the grabbing the brisket barbecue. Do we have a fail voicemail? All right, yeah, we got a barbecue fail here, and uh, I'll play it for you. Hey, guys, this is Tim with the Big Red Kitchen, and I have an extreme barbecue fail for you. This is going back years. Uh, first time ever doing a uh, charcoal cook. I ended up using an entire bag of charcoal. Mistakenly grabbed the one that said self-light. I put lighter fluid on it, lit it up. Long story short, I ended up getting the grill so damn hot, I melted the aluminum grill that it was in. Had to call the fire department, and they had to come out and put the damn fire out. Because water that I had from my hose was not cutting it. Mm. And uh, it's pretty embarrassing to say the least, but I think I've come a long way from there. And uh, love the podcast, guys. Keep up the good work. So that's my fail for you. 
yeah, definitely appreciate the kind words. Uh, yeah, you, you got to look at match light mm. and then dumping like a shit ton more lighter fluid on it. It'll get you. Oh, my God, dude. Dude, that'll melt some. That's like. That's what you just <laughs> said. Jet fuel burns like steel beams. I mean, that's like it just burned that whole grill Bro. down. <laughs> you know what my favorite thing is with the barbecue fails, especially when it's an extreme one? They always like to kind of wrap it up with, I feel like I've come a long way since then. Yeah, no. <laughs> I hey, feel like I don't do that anymore. No, 100%. He, did, he didn't do that before that, and he will never do it again. Uh, it's just one of those things. Like, I, But every once in a while, I, I will buy a, uh, a small bag of a match light or whatever. Every once in a while. I, I keep a bag in my camper. Uh, but James does the whole... James does the same thing. Too, like especially if you can't find anything. But when we went the river this last week. That's uh, all they had. But he went over and grabbed like two or three briquettes and lit those on fire and got it going, and then poured like normal charcoal that's around. Exactly it. what I do in my camper. You know, I use those as like a starter. Yeah. So hey, w- he was trying to do the, the same thing. Uh huh. Just forgot. Right. You know, it happens to anybody. Hey. Yeah. Thanks for uh, yeah. sharing, brother. And Appreciate this dude, it. Uh, we've been following him. He's, I think this is the same dude that won our Dalstrong giveaway really? last okay. year. She, yeah, uh, California. So, uh, I don't remember. No, I think he's oh, from oh, I'm Carolina sure. or something. I no, could, I, I think it's out of California. Okay. Um, anyways. Cousin. Uh, oh, maybe maybe Carolina. I don't know. It is California. Isn't there a yeah. song, California, Carolina, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, maybe so. I feel like there is. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Uh, anyways, listen, um, thanks for sharing, brother. Um, hopefully, our listeners will not make that same mistake. Uh, he's going to win something, too, right? He does. He wins a uh, Suckabusters, Suckabusters. Everybody wants some Suckabusters. Hey, uh, yeah. Why are you taking hey, Dan's thunder? I know. Listen, I love that. I love the backup. Let's get this going. Uh, hey, don't be afraid to uh, grab some Suckabusters seasonings. They have a crap ton of them. Uh if you don't want to go ahead and go with something that hits close to home, get that chicks that smoke. I'm just saying. It's good. Yeah. And it's good for you. And don't forget to grab the brisket. That's true. And check out grabthebrisket.com. You can find all the good shit on there. Definitely. Mm. I don't I feel like we don't plug our stuff enough. You know what I mean? Go to yeah. grabthebrisket.com. You got links to all of our social medias, our YouTubes, all of our kick-ass swag which you heard earlier uh Fergalicious came running up to us when he saw the shirt he was like that's just the bomb so clearly it's badass so go check that shit out and uh we're posting all kinds of other new shit on there too so i said shit like four times in the last three sentences i gotta yeah. plug that with shoot and yeah. shot yeah. <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs> and make sure yeah. you buy a shirt with my face on it there it's, it is. It's still out there. First one to buy a shirt with Alex's face on it mm. will win a prize. Yeah. I, dude, seriously. Freaking buy a shirt with Alex's face on it. Post it. And post it. We will send you something. Let's do this. Yes. And as always, I've enjoyed talking barbecue, guys. Peace. Later. Smoke on. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Sucklebusters Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Dow Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.